Hey everybody, welcome to another glorious episode of Jeff Has Cool Friends. I'm Jeff May, and I have cool friends. Hey, happy birthday to me. Uh, yeah, I would agree. Uh, 40 years young is not a thing. Wait, today's uh, your birthday? Uh, it is uh, upon release of this episode, ah! I will have just turned 40. Wow. So uh, God, my bones hurt. <laughs> just every part of my body is in immense pain. Uh, the other voice that you're hearing on the other uh, side, the, the one that's not me, the one that sounds like a person you'd want to talk to. What do you mean? Uh, I don't sound like you. This is my Jeff May impression. Hello, everybody. <laughs> honestly, you could probably pull it off uh, from what I've seen. Uh, I have uh, a return guest, somebody that is joining Jeff Has Cool Friends, the amazing, the talented actor, uh, Shelby Young. Shelby, how are you? Hi, I'm doing so good. It's so good to see you i mean this is obviously an audio thing but i love you you have a star wars like a beach towel or a blanket this behind is a you? star wars blanket that my ex's mom made for me i didn't keep the ex but i kept the blanket um, honestly yeah smart <laughs> thanks I, uh, I i have um do you do you keep is, is there anything that, do you keep stuff from exes ever when you're just like well i'm not getting rid of this yeah presents and things that don't yeah. have a really deep emotional meaning i mean like mm -hmm. i had a photo book i got rid of that because i'm like i just don't need this sure. i have them digitally anyway if i ever need to be sad and cry one day and go through that photo album so you know yeah you're like, <laughs> i didn't delete myspace i can go back and find it well you know what's funny is i did when I, i'll never forget this back in the myspace days it was my first boyfriend we were what 16 we broke up and I did delete MySpace, not realizing you can't actually get your original account back because he had asked me out via MySpace messages, which is why I deleted it. And then I lost it and we got back together and he was so mad at me. And it's OK now. But I remember. Being well, yeah, sad. that seems like a very teen rationale of You're why you get upset about anybody. <laughs> You're like, why would you do this to me? Um, you know, it is funny. I actually, my ex-wife and I reconnected on MySpace. Wow. We, we went to high school together and she was a year younger than me. We didn't really interact, but you yeah. know, social media, it's like yeah. people that are just in your circle and we're just like, Hey, let's date. And then like, I remember the priest, it was like after MySpace had died when we got married and the priest brought it up and I was just like, well, we can't undo that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> that so, yep, exists forever now. You mentioned my the the that sentence lasted longer than the marriage. Oh no. He's like, my uh, space? No, this is our space. It was our space. <laughs> uh shout out to MySpace. You didn't destroy the the world the way Facebook did. Good for you. <laughs> um, Shelby, so the last time we spoke, it was December of 2019. It was before it was the uh, before times. It was it was not only was it the before times, but it was the before times in two very specific ways. One, the world didn't fall apart. Uh, and two, uh, you discovered TikTok. Yes. Uh, and that, holy sh**. Uh, yeah, boy, has been that a been a thing for you. That has been since since you. I mean, I'm just going to say this right now, Shelby. You have 2.4 million followers on TikTok. This is a true fact that I still can't believe. But yes, Six, 64 million likes. Yes. Um, you have uh, gotten national attention, including an appearance on Good Morning America. Yes. Over this. And it's really just you doing your job, but on TikTok. Pretty much. It's it's all voiceover related. Uh, I try to throw in some comedy there, some skits that involve voiceover. But yeah, I really, when I first downloaded it, I didn't know what the heck I was going to do with it. And then once I was like, wait a second, I'm a voice actor. Let me use my powers on this app. It kind of just blew up. Yeah, I would say that that's probably the best way to put it is it kind of just blew up. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, because it, it really went from being like, oh, here's this little thing I'm doing. And within like three weeks, you were like, and I have 300,000 people following me. Yeah, it was really wild. The moment that I realized that I was like, oh, something's going on here is when all of my other voiceover friends joined. I was like, oh, OK, so this is something cool. And now my other friends are doing it, too. Ooh, did I start a trend? Like, I was very happy about that. <laughs> I, f I feel um, old. I mean, I am. But like, I feel like when TikTok came out, I just looked at what it was and I was just like, I don't have the energy for this. Well, that was me too, funny enough. No. I mean, I was getting sent TikTok videos and I remember thinking, I'm never going to download this app. So I would just have friends send them. I'd watch them. And then it got annoying for my, you know, my Safari to keep opening on my phone. So I'm like, all right, I'll just download <laughs> the app so I can watch it. And I'm like, I'm never going to post anything. And then I got an idea. 
uh, and I posted a video, and then it did well, and I was like, oh, well, I like so, this rush of endorphins. Maybe I'll post more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It it really is. It really is one of those things where it's just like, here, you're gonna feel good. A lot of people want to see that. You, what you're essentially doing, like the thing that's really kind of bumped you up, is these like they're almost like diet tutorials. Yeah, of, yeah. Of, of voiceover. Um, so explain a little bit about where you came from in that regard, because I, I find it fascinating that you're doing like tiny little lessons. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I can't take the credit fully. My friend Marcella, she's another amazing voice actress. She started uh, doing a really similar thing where it was explaining how to do celebrity impressions and just talking about wh what she's changing in her voice to do that. And I hit her up and I was like, I loved this idea. Can I try it with Disney characters? And she's like, oh, my God. Yeah, that's great. Because uh, I love doing impressions. I do. I do celebrity impressions, too. But I really prefer doing cartoon impressions from things that I nerd out about. Um, You're an incredibly talented mimic. Ah, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, you don't need me I, to tell you that. <laughs> like, here's the thing is I'm telling you the thing that the world has told Sorry. you. I'm just making it seem like I'm like, Somebody hey. Somebody once told me the world was going to roll me. I ain't yeah, the sharpest was... tool in the bed. Uh, but I, uh, no, I... I started doing it with Disney characters, just explaining like, all right, so to transition from this voice, like you're going to squeeze the back of your throat. And then if you want to be a villain, you open your throat and you get deeper in your voice. Just kind of like you were saying, these like light little uh, lessons. And yeah, I did not expect those to blow up the way that they did. It's It really is sort of the elephant in the room to discuss this success on TikTok because with it becomes this snowballing thing. I mean, you were obviously you had a very active career. You've been working since you were a child. Yeah. Uh, you, you were on Lazy Town. Yes. <laughs> and uh, and American Horror Story. And 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 so y you've been very active. You were in Star Wars Forces of Destiny. Yes. And that's actually how I met you through Jen Muro. Yes. Who actually Love the Jen. last time I saw you in person was at her her kickback at, at a little 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 gathering. Yeah. Uh, a little vaxxed gathering little that vaxed we went to. Gathering, it was which so is fun. Uh, which is weird because we are, or at least were, neighbors. Yeah. As well, you, yeah. you live very close to me. We both live in the shallow valley. The shallow, like the shallow it, valley. California. Yeah, no, that was so nice, and that was during that weird pocket of time where we were like, we're all vaccinated, everything's okay, and then Delta was like, ha ha ha. Yeah. It's like nice try, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Um. So with with TikTok now, like I was saying, you were working mm -hmm. has. The attention and the activity on TikTok brought more people, casting directors and things like that, to you specifically. Like, what I'm, I guess what I'm getting at is like, has this helped you make money? <laughs> I, I know that's such a, like a tacky question <laughs> no, to not ask, at all. but it, yes, it no, has. it is tacky. Okay. It has. So it's like helped, what kind of... It's helped with... Um, I mean, it's, I have gotten some job offers in the VO space because of it. I've also had some casting directors or directors that already knew me be like, oh, I just didn't know you could do this range of voices, so now I want to use you for this. I've gotten hired a lot to do Siri uh, for different shows because I had a whole Siri thing on TikTok. Um, but uh, then the whole brand side happened. I never thought I would be, and I hate the word, but it's true, an influencer. And uh, that has happened now because of this. And I try finding fun VO related ways to promote the brands that I'm working with. Like I did a, a brand deal with HBO uh, for it was Harry Potter. So I did kind of the same voice morphing, explaining how to do different impressions, but it was Harry Potter. So so HBO Yes. It's like, well, hey, HBO we want Max. you to. HBO, I have that's to be HBO. specific. <laughs> that's fine. I get it. But I can say HBO and yes, then you can, you can clarify HBO Max. So HBO Max is like, we want you to do this for TikTok? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. It was crazy. That's, yeah. That is I've, surreal. I've gotten a partner with like, I did Amazon Prime and, and uh, I worked with a few other random, some random companies that I'm like, really? DiGiorno? Okay. Um, but it's fun. It's great. I, I like getting to make fun content for these brands because it's almost like I'm making my own commercials, um, but I'm the creative director and the actual director and producer and writer. So it's it's a fun way to... to... Do they... Do you have to like go through approval and jump oh, through hoops for yeah. that? And like... Well, I haven't run into anything too difficult hoops wise but it's they'll usually it depends on the 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 what they want for their i don't want to say uh commercial but it is basically a commercial but what they want for those videos so sometimes they'll be a pretty specific of what they're looking for but for the most part they just ask me what my ideas are 
uh, I'll pitch it. They'll give me the general of like, you know, we're promoting Harry Potter on our platform. So uh, and we were looking for one TikTok video, one Instagram video and then five story posts. I'll be like, great. So here's my idea for this. And here's my idea for that. And then they'll either approve or come back with something because I came up with one idea that there is a licensing issue with. So they're like, unfortunately, we can't do that. But like we like everything else. So just little things like that. Um, and then they'll, yeah, I send a draft of the video and then they either come back again with a note or they approve it. And yeah, it's pretty fun. That is really cool. <laughs> yeah. I love that's doing such it. A f- that's such a fun thing to do. Did they make the offer or do they say how much would it take? Because that it's... would be such a hard thing for me to do to like come up with that value of like, it is so I think I'm hard. Worth this. Yeah, yeah, I have to usually come up with my own number, and I was lowballing myself at the beginning, and I found this out by talking to other content creator friends. And I remember for the first one, I worked with a big company, and I said what I asked for, and this is when I had way less followers, so I was like, I, I shouldn't charge much. Like, oh, I'm grateful they're reaching out. And my friend was like, absolutely not. He's like, you always go high because if they accept right away, that means you did not go high enough. You want them to come back and say, oh, we need to go a little lower and, and negotiate. Um, so I've learned. I still get weird about it. And I try to go it's off weird. of like, yeah, based on how many followers I have, if I think the content that they want is going to hit or not. Because, I again, there are some brands I've worked with where they have a very specific thing of what they want. That's not my usual content. So that's kind of a hit or miss. It might do well or my followers might be like, what the heck is this? I did one where I dressed up as a ninja and opened a can of salsa with my foot, um, you know, because that's what. They kind of wanted. I, I came up with the foot part. The foot part was me. But <laughs> how that how'd that one do? I did okay. Because <laughs> that's that's the fascinating part of it for me. Like when you found out you were lowballing yourself, um, what kind of a percentage? Like this isn't, by the way, all about money. But I find this yeah. to be a very fascinating aspect of, of of this sort of meteoric success. Is like okay, well, were were you off by like fifty percent? Were you, oh, or were for that you first like, video, I like, was off by like 80% probably. I, really? I, I was, I went low because I just did, I had no idea. Yeah. And I was getting offers from, there are certain brands that are, I will not name them, but they really go after uh, new uh, accounts that have blown up and lowball, like hardcore. They're like known for that after again, mm-hmm. talking to friends. And so I, when I first got an offer like that, was like, oh, someone's offering me money to make a video. Like, this is great. Okay, sure. And then I, I did the math and that one I ended up turning down. I was like, that is a little too low, but I doubt I'm worth any more than that. Like maybe just a little bit more. Uh, and then, yeah, I figured out, oh no, that's wrong. They're, <laughs> they were low. I remember when I was asked about to do the old show, I mm-hmm. lowballed myself. And to the point where they were like, Mm. Like, we feel bad. Like, not for nothing because, you know, whatever. I'm not with them anymore. But yeah. they were like, we're going to give you double. That's uh, great. And, and that was one of those things where it, like, hit me where I was like, oh, I need to be more. Yeah. It's hard. It's so hard to self-advocate. It, Even if you know you're talented and you what you do is good. Yeah. I never want to feel, like, douchey being like, well, I'm worth this and it's such a crazy number and blah, 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 blah. But again, it's a business. So at the end of the day, they're not going to think that of you. They're going to think, oh, we can't afford that. Or, yeah, you are worth that. Cool. Twitter really goes out of its way to be like, know your value. You know, and they like I see that all the time on Twitter. And I'm like, I don't. Yeah. Like I have a general idea. But even like certain shows I'll do where I'm just like, uh, like the pay disparity is very different just because I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Like it's and it's fine. No, it's true. Uh, and I have a lot of friends that have, you know, like business managers and, and, and specific managers for social media, which I don't have at the time or currently right now. Um, so that helps, too, is asking those people. Because I'm like, all right, well, if you have this many followers and your manager says you should be getting paid this much and I have uh, quite a few less than you, but like close up there, oh, then I can do this. Like, <laughs> yeah. And that meme of the of the woman looking at the the math in the air. Do you know what that meme I'm talking about? Or she's like, yeah. Oh yeah, the yeah. lady figuring out the math with yes. the with, with the, the yeah the that's triangle that's me. the yes. diameter. That's you. You're that confused blonde lady. Yes, I am. <laughs> aren't aren't we all? Aren't we all? <laughs> um. So since since we last recorded, I mean, as far as Star Wars was concerned, you had done Forces of Destiny. Since we have recorded, you have done the Bad Batch. Yes. Star Wars Visions. Yes. And Lego Star Wars Terrifying Tales. This is very true. <laughs> so, which means that you just were like, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna like exist 
in, in Disney Plus, like Tron. <laughs> if you look at Disney Plus, I'm there. You uh, are I'm in yeah, the algorithm. You, you are you are the algorithm for Disney Plus. Oh, I feel so grateful that I've gotten to work on all these things. It's been insane, honestly. I yeah, it blows my mind. Anytime I get to do anything with the Lucasfilm family, I I I tear up. I'm not gonna lie. Like I'll get the offer and I'll be like, oh my god, what? They want me? Okay. <laughs> So now that that's something where they give you an offer as opposed to you having to audition. I've or... auditioned also. There's certain projects. It depends. Um, uh, I have. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a, a toss up. But yeah, I love it. Yeah. I love that a lot. Um, Star Wars Visions. Yes. Um, you the episode that you did is actually the only one that sort of branches in a different direction. Like a lot of them are very much like, oh, here's a a a samurai jedi and mm. oh there's a sith and oh it's a problem right uh, and that was like that's thematic among almost every single one of them and they're, and they're all very beautiful and very well done um yours is so oddly different yeah and and honestly because of that it's one of my favorite episodes oh i'm so glad yeah um, i loved it i thought it was so fun to follow a story like you're saying that was just so different than what you think of when you think of Star Wars, and yet it still fit into the Star Wars universe or galaxy like so well. Yeah, your, yours is um, it's essentially you, you are a droid in a band that is sort of auditioning for Jabba with your lives. Yeah, in which a way, is such a fun idea. <laughs> it is, and and it's it's one of those ones. The irony, of course, being that, and this is one of those things where I've said this a million times: fandom is inherently broken, where the like the viewer ratings mm -hmm. are low on it compared to like the actual like critical ratings of it yeah and well, a lot of that i think has to do with being like but where's the lightsaber i feel like i what i've heard at least from other friends is like our episode is very anime compared to others and of course they're all made by these different anime studios out of japan but it just follows more of that like anime path versus the star wars path in some aspects which again i think is awesome but i think a lot of the viewers maybe aren't anime fans or have never really watched <laughs> anime or delved in so they're like this isn't what i was expecting out of this cartoon i'm watching in america but then the people that loved it are, are people that enjoy anime as well well, it's a bit of a side quest. Yeah, totally. Like, like it's not the big showdown right. of the of the the protagonist and the antagonist, which you get in all the other ones. And instead, it's this like real specific, yeah, uh, kind of situation here. It's great. It's yeah. very fun. That's something um, I love because that's something I'm such a I'm a Star Wars fan and I'm such a Harry Potter nerd. And something I always wanted was some sort of spinoff where it just follows someone else who was at Hogwarts at the same time who wasn't in all of these battles just trying to live through. And it didn't need to be a whole book. But I, I always was so curious about what it's like to not be the main character in the story, but to be living through kind of that story. That's what I want. Like, I would love a Star Wars movie to just never have a lightsaber in it. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so interesting. It would be nice. Yeah. Because like, like lightsabers in Star Wars, it's like one in a scrillion that right. exist in right. like that actual world. And yet we're always sort of like, and here's this lightsaber. And it's like, I don't know, man. Like it would be fun to have just like a, like I liked Solo. I love Solo. Of that, yeah. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that like you don't see a Jedi or a Sith until mm -hmm. like a surprise cameo at the end. Right. No, I agree with that. I'm so, because I, again, I love following the heroes and seeing all of the, the epic tales, but I do love those side characters and seeing, that was something I really liked about Game of Thrones actually, was because there were those epic moments and there were those her heroic characters that you're following around, but then also sometimes you'd have like Gilly or someone on the side who just was yeah. existing at the same time. <laughs> I, I love that. Um, your episode, the the cast, it's like Joseph Gordon-Levitt, yeah, uh, you, Bobby Moynihan, yeah, and uh, God, I'm blanking out on the other person. That's my, I'm an idiot. That no, you're that. so fine. I'm forgetting his name too, but I didn't get to. Unfortunately, I wasn't in the booth with anybody else. And I guess for anime, that's kind of normal anyway. Um, I was happy I did actually get to go into a recording studio. I I, I have you know my home set up, but it is so mm -hmm. nice to get to go back in when I do. 
But I knew I didn't know who the cast was when I recorded. I had no idea until they announced the entire cast list to the internet. And I was like, whoa, wait, hold on. What? You're like, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm with who? I'm like, I'm talking to Joseph Gordon Levitt. <laughs> 500 Days of Summer is one of my favorite movies. Like, are you serious? You're okay. Like, okay. Yeah. I'm honestly glad I didn't know. <laughs> oh, would that have made you nervous, you think? Not nervous, but I def- it would have been in my mind while I was recording for sure. I'm just it it does I don't really get starstruck. There are a couple people though that are on a list of like, I don't know if I would function if I met you, and he just happens to be one of them. Who are some of the other ones? Tilda Swinton. She's number one. Yeah, um, yeah, she's absolutely do, number one. Can, have you practiced your Tilda Swinton? No, <laughs> I'm too you scared to. I mean, I probably could if I wanted to, but she's someone that I admire so much that I just haven't even attempted it. <laughs> Which I don't know really? if that, that makes would be, sense. That's like such an opposite. Yeah, I don't version know version of that. I mean, Emma Watson, I love, and I do an impression of her, but Tilda Swinton's just like my top. I need it. She's I should right do up it. There, huh? I got to do it. I got to work on that. That's am... okay. So how about this? Uh, so this episode, uh, it's October nineteenth. Okay. If I go over to your TikTok today, October 19th, I want to see a Tilda Swinton. A Tilda Swinton. Well, I am going to do, I'm not recording it today, but I am planning on doing, you know, like I do these morph videos. I'm planning on doing another, a Marvel one. And she is in the Marvel universe, so I can incorporate her. And I'll do it for you. The ancient one. And I appreciate that. And that (laughs) being said, speaking of which, you also showed up uh, on What If. I did. uh, as, As additional voices. I did indeed. Yeah, that was so fun. What's the difference work-wise but from additional voices to a specific character yeah totally with uh, additional voices it's also looping usually so we Mm -hmm. do all of the background voices throughout the episode um so it's usually a longer uh, with tv and with shorter animation sessions or with uh shorter uh, animation episodes uh it's about the same time as a regular session around four hours two to four hours uh Mm -hmm. but looping can take up to nine hours with a lunch break uh, because you're covering sometimes multiple episodes in a day other times a full uh uh, feature length movie um but for these ones specifically yeah it was usually we had one day that was pretty heavy that we i think we were in there for about six hours but yeah you're not assigned a specific character uh Mm -hmm. You're catching things on screen and then you will get like I had in I think it was episode three. I got to voice the shield agent, which was awesome. And I had this line with with Samuel L. Jackson, which, again, I didn't know was going to happen. So you do get those moments where it's like, oh, I'm a specific character now. Great. But for the most part, it's, you know, screaming in the background. Uh, You're in a bar adding in voices behind the main dialogue going on. That sort of thing. Is that for lack of a better term, is that brutal? To do that gig where it's like you're working for so long and you're using your voice like. No, I really love it, to be honest, because it's all improv for the most part, too, except for when you get those specific lines like the shield agent. They already had it animated. So I'm matching her lips and and saying that. But no, you're, you're improvising most of it. So, yeah, I mean, it's tiring because you're talking for so long, but you're also not on the whole time. It's a group of. Uh, six to 20 people, depending on what the project is. So you're not going the entire time. Yeah, that seems, how do you, like, I'd be so afraid for my voice. Like, how do you protect your voice? You must have a regular regimen to I keep that, should have to something keep your moneymaker protected. I drink water. I have tea. I do some vocal warm-ups if I'm going to be doing, like, a really have a stressful day. But I don't, I there's probably more I should be doing, but I I don't know. I just talk. I love talking. I'm an extrovert. So that's also why I love this job. Like You are. You're yeah. incredibly, uh, you're incredibly likable, oh, and you're you. and you're incredibly, you're you're very kind when you meet people, which is good. Oh. Um, I did have a, a, an interesting, I don't know if it's an interesting question. I think it's an interesting question, but um, when you start getting all this attention on social media, mm-hmm. attention that you hadn't gotten before, um, how much of that, and this is it, it's it sucks to even have to ask this question, but like how much of it is like super inappropriate. Oh, you know what? I've gotten pretty lucky. I haven't gotten a lot of inappropriate stuff. Um, I have had a couple for sure, but that hasn't changed. I don't know. I mean, I think it's because Disney is a big part of my content, but my uh, I was just checking my analytics today. Actually, my audience is more than half uh, women, female. So I yeah. So I don't deal with (laughs) not that women can't be creepy, but I don't deal with a lot of um, lewd comments or messages. Thank God. 
Okay, because I was wondering, because you're very pretty. Thank you. And, you. and you're very talented and you're very visible. And I can only like when I when I saw the 2.4 million followers on TikTok, I was just like her inbox. It's weirdly not so that bad. I no, I have never gotten an unsolicited from the internet situation an unsolicited <laughs> penis pic. <laughs> it seems to me like that yeah. means like your texts have had a, a pretty rough go sometimes. <laughs> Uh, anyway, moving on. No, but I... <laughs> we're careful with who we share our phone number to. No, it's true. No, I... Yeah, I mean, I've gotten marriage proposals, but they're usually fine. Or, like, I'll get weird messages of someone, like, claiming I'm theirs. Like, you're my wife or you're my this. And that's weird, but it's not, yeah. like... They bore at it, yeah. Yeah, my wife. <laughs> like, I said you're my wife. <laughs> that was good. Uh, thank you. I'm going to make a TikTok about it. <laughs> Great. Perfect. Um, Shelby, fun story. I don't know if you know this, but um, I uh, on patreon.com slash Jeff May, <laughs> you can sign up uh, and you can listen to early uncensored episodes with bonus content uh, like we're doing right now for hey. the people that have done that. And if you uh, sign up for the producer tier, uh, you pay me a little extra money and I say your name out loud on a podcast. That's fun, right? Mm. I uh, I have a, a list of people's names that I'm going to uh, that I'm going to read off and you can do whatever you want with that. And if you want to even read a couple of them in any way you want, you're more than welcome to. Great. Um, uh, if you want, I mean, I, I see that you're on my list right now. I see it. Do you want to read that first one? Yeah, I can read this first one here. I just scrolled. Now my mouse is being weird. Hello, Cody Beck Jr. Shout out to Cody Beck Jr. And at Gavin underscore not with two T's. I got to say one of these. Hello to Willem Dafoe's baffling big bonanza. You you jumped ahead to that one. I'll fill in those blanks. So Jessica Robertson, thank you. Captain Fatstrong, Grave Gorio, very spooky. The AV Foundry, Domo Arigato, Andrew Roboto, Gray Man of the Fireside Chronicles, Ricky Cilantro, at Nerd Numbers, Mackenzie Chill. Do you have any more that you want to go for? Can I hop around or do I go in order? I mean, if you want to destroy my brain, then hop I won't. I won't. Dan Hackroyd, thank you, Murph the Murph. Uh, show me in the rules where it says a dog can't play basketball. Oh, that was a two-liner there. Um, <laughs> after you now, Jeff. Uh, Russell Richardson, the sass stan. Sophia Hapgood, psychic services. Ooh. The ghost of Dave Thomas. Ooh. Ooh. Koi Fam, art and mentoring. Shout out to Koi Fam, former guest of the show. Frankly Amish, Bart Fartigan, Jennifer Fendelander, the most well-prepared dead guy. Shelby, I want your best Harrison Ford impression for this one. I didn't kill my wife. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> Adrienne, Kelly Stanaway, Silius Ruby, Stephen, ooh, Dr. DNA, Burrito Mouth, twitch.tv slash firechild460. You do Twitch? Love it. I used to do Twitch. I yeah, haven't in a anymore. long time. Now but I TikTok's did just, a thing. It's true. It took over. But I just got into my Oculus again. I hadn't touched it in like a year. And now there's this golf game that I'm obsessed with. I love. Do you play golf? Um, I, when I was a child, was forced into taking golfing lessons. And I didn't, by my grandfather. And I didn't play. Uh, and then I just started going to the driving range recently. And I, my friend that I went with was like, you actually know how to do this. And I'm like, I guess it's muscle memory. I think that's what it is. But I it's really fun. So. I, I well, have from Florida, right? Yeah. That's we like a giant golf course. Basically, with alligators and meth. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Lisa Harden, Huey Freeman, Taurus Bulba, Mind Freak 555, Shebrew Sleeps, Norm from Cheers, Vorta Spin, <laughs> Normal Man, Andrew Maguire, Jolly Buckaroo, Dill Havarti. That's my favorite cheese. What's your favorite cheese, Shelby Young? Hmm, that's tough. Uh, Brie, if I'm having, you know, like nice cheese and crackers, but on a tuna melt, I will go with American cheese all the time. You like, are you a Kraft Singles American no, cheese or no, like a like no. an Alpine Lace American I'm a, cheese? I'm a Boris person. Head Deli American cheese. Like you get the deli slices. Oh, yeah. In that, in that TikTok money, we can all of a sudden get the <laughs> finest meats and cheeses. I see. <laughs> Uh, exploding runes JK Jeff May's biggest fan hi I'm super fudge and welcome to fudge mania craft beers make my alcoholism like, like a neat hobby Jez butt is gonna be a dad shout out to Jez butt for that Ooh. productive nut uh, <laughs> the Ian McClendon L does what sell don't Caitlin Binney the bollock the digital Phil Patrick Dore I want this one from you, Shelby. The I'm next scrolling back right up. There. Here we go. 
for Shizless Jones, David Knife Boot Hinson, Funky J, Saint Gut Free, Instagrams at Bob underscore of underscore Skull, an action figure of Clippy. Is that a threat? No, that's a promise. C2E2AM Adventures. This... That is uh, based. That is a reference to um, the C two E two comics convention, yeah. in, um, and that was going to be one of my questions: Is have you ever done convention? Um, I have only done. I did a panel at LA Comic Con, and then I went to uh, QuakeCon in Texas when I had a Bethesda game coming out, when I had Wolfenstein Youngblood coming out. Um, but I've never really done like the whole signing convention thing. But I I'm open to it. I recently was talking to a couple different convention agents and. I'm a little nervous right now still, even though I'm vaccinated with COVID stuff, but it's something that I'm considering for once things are a little less germy. You should hook it up. I know some people. I would love to. Yeah, I can, absolutely. I can, I can, uh, I'll connect you guys. Thank you. Uh, that's, that's fun. Uh, I will have just gotten back from Motor City Comic Con, where Ooh. I hosted a bunch of panels for a bunch of people that I am going to pretend I know a lot about. That is so exciting. I'm going to be like, hey, Meatloaf, what's your deal? <laughs> you, made, you, made a, you made some videos I liked. <laughs> That's a real thing. Uh, the sad free willy noise. <laughs> Where's Bane? Shout out to Ben Mendelsohn's lisp. Children love the meat millie. Flesh, your friend. Magnolia Thunder Mike Gouts, Grumblebee, Cronenberger, Jeff has Clawful Factoids. That's the that's the He-Man guy that I like. Oh. Uh, and and uh, let's see. Farty Marty, a.k.a. Fartholomew Martinez. Genius name. These seven bees. Lemming Malloy, Kool-Aid Molotov, Superman Family, number 184. The scene in Meet Joe Black where Brad Pitt dies. Opinions are like... Jeff won't eat them. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, uh, I'm the law, martial law, and I hate superheroes. And why don't you finish us up, Shelby? Mr. Billy Beck, there were raptors in the kitchen, Phil. People died. Kimball can't sleep. The clowns will eat me. Get vaccinated, you chuckleheads. The 5G lets you see sound, and then you can see your friend again. Let's go. <laughs> Blackagar Boltigan. Big Booty Boy for 2069. A. Russell from Jersey. Pizza Bagels. Taylor Ham. Bold and Brash. More like Belongs in the Trash. And Mef J. Oh, shout out to my bizarro villain uh, existence in that regard. Uh, if if you thought that was fun, which, hey, just two people reading names and reacting to them, that's, that's fun, right? That's good content. Uh, but if you like that, you can check out patreon.com slash Jeff Mayen at the $10 a month tier, which is super affordable, by the way. Uh, you can have me uh, debase myself by saying whatever the you want me to say out loud, or I can just shuffle, shuffle, shuffle that over to somebody who professionally speaks, uh, and I'm not paying her for that. Uh, that one's a freebie. I just tricked Wait, you into what? free Excuse VO me? work. Yeah, what? sorry, buddy. Welcome to the real world. Uh, um, but yeah, I, um, I, I was gonna ask about the convention thing, so I'm glad that 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 yeah. did come up because I think I think you would do really well in that situation, especially with all the Star Wars stuff. Plus, it's just a fun way to travel. Yeah, that's something. The main reason I would want to do it is because of the travel and getting to like meet the fans. But I will say, like, that's been the craziest part of TikTok is like, like you said, I've been acting since I was a kid and I've gotten recognized in public before from on-camera projects. It's kind of rare as a voice actor to get stopped unless it's someone that's like just a really big fan of you specifically and follows your career. But TikTok, man, I get stopped almost every day now when I go out and it's insane. Really? Yeah. Do people like, like, is it a... Is it a good experience usually? Do people geek out or I, are they just like, I, I like what you geek do? geek out. <laughs> I'm like, you watch yeah. me. You really watch me. No, I, I I, handle it better now. My friend Joe is for whatever. I mean, we hang out all the time, but he's with me most of the time that this happens. And it's become like a running joke now where when it happens, he's like, are you kidding me again? But he was there like the first time it happened. And I was like, oh, but, uh, yeah, uh, hello, yes, hi. Hello. And now, yeah, right. now I'm able to just be like, oh, thank you so much. Like, I really appreciate it. What's your name? Um, but it still blows my mind. It's just, it's one of those things where it's, it just, it, I, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just crazy. But like, so having a place like a convention where I am uh, prepared <laughs> to meet people, I think is cool. <laughs> I've um, been in a situation, like I've probably been recognized maybe 12 times in my life, mm -hmm. uh, like in 
in the in the world. Usually, it's at weird conventions, when it happens. People it? are like, "Oh, you're Jeff May." It's very rare, and I all I'm so I'm still at that point in time where I just want to like reward people for knowing me. Where I'm just like, "Yeah, do you want some money?" <laughs> Do you want money from my wallet? Because I'll I, do that. Can I buy you a sandwich? Um, yeah. Like, what, what can I do phone? for you? Take my iPhone. Yeah. You listen to my stuff for free. Here's $5. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't think this is how it works. Um, but it is definitely one of those things where when, when people geek out, you're like, ah, come on. Yeah. Come it's on. weird. I'm Aww. also, I'm, I'm just in general, not the best at taking compliments. It's something that I'm working on, but it's like, they'll be like, I love your work. I'll be like, no, you don't. <laughs> what are you talking no, you about? Don't. I suck. I'm terrible. I'm f- Why worst. are you watching this? <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's a th- weird thing. Cause I am confident in what I do, but it's just the second someone else says it to me, I'm like, <laughs> I think people are, 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 we are our own worst critics. Totally. I would say that that's, you know, that's one of those situations where, you know, I think we've probably both grown up in like the, the world of humility Mm-hmm. And, and and situations like that. So in that regard, like, I get it. Yeah. You know, I understand. And and I, you know, you can also know you're good at something. Right. And still be surprised when people also tell you think that. that you're good at it. Totally. Yeah. 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 You're like, I'm good at stand up and I'm good at podcasting or an interview or whatever. And then people are like, I like the thing you do. Like, ah, no, I'm, I'm dog. I'm bad. Shut up. <laughs> I'm fine. Um. So uh, now. I know you you obviously the way you work, because especially when you work behind the behind the cameras with voice, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of your projects, they get delayed for like so long. Yes. So now in that regard, like, is there a thing I I don't know what like what the structure is for, like, you know, when something is going to be released, like how tightly are they like, you cannot talk about it until this date. You cannot mention anything until this point. Like, do they give you like, like a timeline? Um, not really. I've had a couple projects reach out where they ask me like, would you post an asset this week? Like post a, the poster or a clip or something like we're starting the rollout of publicity for the project. But, uh, for the most part, it's, you don't talk about it until, they announce you Um, unless again, sometimes you will get an email or your agent will let you know, like you're allowed to talk about this now. And sometimes they're specific of where you can talk about something or how you can talk about it. Like you can announce, but you can't interview or things like that. Um, But video games, I would say are more strict than animation. Um, Yeah. But it's, it's one of those things where I play it safe always. So until that, my credit is out for the most part, I don't say a word. (laughs) Well, well, because that is interesting, too, because it is something I was going to I was going to sort of talk about, you know, before every recording with everybody I say, is there anything I can and can't talk about? And you did say the one thing. Yeah. And I was like, perfect. Uh, that's good because it was on my list. And I'll just scratch <laughs> that out real quick. Uh, and then um, but it is interesting that that there are these times tables, uh, these timetables. Excuse me. We're not doing third grade math. Uh, let's do our times table. Time for some fractions. Um. So, uh, but I, I was wondering about that, like how, how tightly regulated that is and how often, you know, that there are people there. I mean, there are people that are yeah subscribing to your social media to be yeah. sure of that. Yeah, um, no, I post as soon as I can. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm trying to think like there's been other, there have been games that I've worked on where the, the trailer will come out and they'll say, hey, now that the trailer is out, feel free to share that you're part of this game, but don't say who you play. Don't obviously give any plots, plot points away. They have to say it um, and X, Y, Z. But sometimes I won't even share I'm a part of it because I get too nervous still with NDAs where I'm like, I don't want someone to know I'm a part of it. And then me accidentally like like a tweet and then someone be like, wait, she liked this tweet that was mentioning this character. So she must be because that happened. What was it? When I did Battlefield 1. um, I was allowed to say I was in the game, but not who. And people ran with it. And they were like, she's this character. And there was like a whole Reddit thread my friend sent me. And I was not that character at all. Because then they were like, but she's not the right ethnicity. And I'm like, yeah, because I'm not that character. Uh, And it just became, it was this whole discourse that happened just because I said I was in a project. You know what I missed? Who were you in Battlefield 1? Yeah. (laughs) I played Becca. I was in the Avanti Soya, Savoya, however you say it, uh, the Italian uh, vignette. Uh, I'm the daughter of the main character who's speaking uh, words. <laughs> speaking, Perfect. Speaking words. I yeah. Great. I'm really good at improv, guys. No, no, that was that was 
Sometimes I forget that I speak professionally and I'll just be talking and I'll be like, that sentence doesn't is not words. Yeah, it doesn't. That's not how that works. So now I'm looking up. I'm like, why did I forget the name of this that I was in? It's probably because you've done a lot of things. Oh, man. I don't. Yeah. It Remember could how you've be. done a lot of things? I mean, you're, Avanti you've Savoya. Done... I was right. OK. <laughs> you got it. You nailed that. I shit. did it. There we go. Um. So, um. You've done, uh, it's funny, with Star Wars Visions, with Bad Batch, with Forces of Destiny, and with um, Terrifying Tales, yeah. um, that you have become mired in Star Wars, that it, it's threaded into your DNA at this point in time. Um, are there any, uh, I know you're, th- there's, there are very specific answers to that, which is like, oh, they're all my darlings, and I love each and every one of them. Um, if you had a choice to which character y- you could return to, yeah. Um, oh, that's which one hard. would you pick first? And I, again, with the understanding that I, I know that all of them are wonderful and it's it's a tiny sliver of a fraction yeah. of which one you would prefer. You know, I'm, I'm not going to play f- Mary Kill with the characters <laughs> with here characters. and have you be like, Princess Leia sucked. Like, I would never do that. Never. But no. Like, is there a character that you're like, this is the character that I, I really want to go back to? Is it I want another round with Princess Leia? Yeah. I want well, to become an Imperial officer well that's what i was gonna say it, it it genuinely is a tie on these two for and i can tell you why but it is i voicing princess leia is i mean you've heard me say it a million times like it is truly a dream it's still something i pinch myself i can't believe i've gotten to even follow in carrie fisher's footsteps in any way shape or form like it just it blows my mind still so bringing her to life in in different animated aspects is just the coolest and then playing captain bragg and the bad batch was a similar but different experience where it was an original character that I was bringing to life in the Star Wars universe on the opposite side, on the dark side a bit. Um, but I loved getting to just create a new character. It's, it's. It, I run into that with, because um, I do voice matching too for other projects, and it's just, it, it, uses, it utilizes a slightly different part of my brain where it's trying to be as authentic to an already established character as you can be, mm-hmm. which is really fun in its own right. But then getting to create a completely new character that you don't have to do research ahead of time, really. It's just what comes naturally and what the director and you work work out is also so much fun. So they're, they're my two that I have to say I can't pick between. So with voice matching... Mm-hmm. Uh, like, cause I know obviously Carrie Fisher is one of the people that you would voice match mm-hmm. because the character, but who were some of the other people that you'd voice match and how long is the prep to like learn how to do that voice? Well, it depends. Sometimes I don't have that much time, honestly. Uh, cause I'll get an audition for it for voice matches. I always audition. Um, mm-hmm. But I, uh, I'll get sent the material, and they usually will send some voice clips or links to interviews or whatever it is. Um, and sometimes I have to send it back within an hour. Other oh, times you have two days. It really depends on the project and how fast they're moving. For me, I can really listen and repeat. So it is really helpful when the audition's dialogue is the actual sound bites that they're sending you. And mm-hmm. I understand why sometimes they don't, because they want to make sure you can keep that voice when you're not just listening and repeating. But when it's a quick audition, that's helpful, because then when I find out I booked the job, I take the time to really delve into yeah. the voice. Um, but yeah, I, I've voice matched for quite a few uh, actresses at this point, and it's always, it's just a fun, because it's still really creative, but it's a really technical thing, too. Yeah, I've noticed a lot of voice actors have done that. I remember hosting a panel with um, Jess Harnell, mm, mm-hmm. um, and he was talking about being Walken's voice, you know, uh, so cool. voice match, and he would he would abuse it, <laughs> like he would call up restaurants and say he was meeting up with a group of guys oh, as Walken, genius. and then he would call like fifteen minutes before and say as Walken that he couldn't make it, but his friends are going to be there. Make sure you show him a good time. That is so diabolical, and I'm definitely going to not do that same thing. <laughs> I'm going to call us walking. <laughs> are you allowed to say who who you've matched, or um, is that a, like a thing where they guard it specifically? Because yeah, I, I know he was really free with that information, but I don't know. He might just be like reckless. Yeah, he might be. I mean, I it's one of those things where you're not you don't publicize it that much because it t- it ruins the movie magic because then people mm-hmm. are listening for when it's not actually the actor's voice. But for projects that have already come out, I mean, I have it on my website under my resume just because it's a professional 
website that I want to get more jobs from. Um, but like I did one that I, I've mentioned before is I voiced Evangeline Lilly as the Wasp and Ant-Man and the Wasp. So a lot oh, of her. that's cool. Yeah. A lot of her fight efforts, a lot of the not a lot, but some of the dialogue in the helmet um, when you don't see her mouth moving uh, was 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 moi. That's so cool. Yeah. Because I know that there was one of those situations where um, I know it was Robert Downey Jr. had a very specific um, rule where he would only go in and redub like twice oh interesting And after that you had to get a voice match at that point in time yeah um a lot of the times i mean a lot of the times it's that other actors are just too busy i mean they're filming like movies back to back to back on different parts of the globe and so that's i mean i i also understand some actors that's just not what they do it is a very specific skill set to have to match your own lips and if you're yeah. an on-camera actor that doesn't do voiceover, that might not be your best thing. So sometimes I honestly, I just had a session recently for something where I didn't even have any dialogue. I was just the actress's breaths and fighting efforts. And that was it for the entire thing. And they just, they didn't know if she would do that or be able to match it the way that a voice actor could because I have, you know, training in that. Yeah. So because uh, I was going to ask uh, and and because, uh, yeah, we look uh, at the list yes. that you have and it's Carrie Fisher, Lake Bell, Joey King, Gal Gadot, Evangeline Lilly, Colby Smulders, Ari Grainer, Bella Thorne, Anna Camp, Selena Gomez, uh, Micah Monroe, Amanda Stenberg, Grace uh, McKenna Grace, Hera Hilmar and Laura Harrier. These are all the people that you can voice match. Yes, and I can do others, but these are the ones that I have done. I put only the ones that I've actually already recorded as on my on my who would be who would be some of your dream projects to voice match? Emma Watson. I already said her, but I would love to. <laughs> yeah, I think her voice is just so pretty. Uh, she has a. I mean, obviously her accent is great, but the way, just the way that she speaks, I love. Um, she's she's got such a like a. It's like a deeper and, and commanding voice. Yeah, it is. And then I, but I love when she gets angry. Like it just gets very shaky when she talks. Like it's this very. I love it. And then Jennifer Lawrence is one uh, I've messed around with, and um, um, Brie Larson is someone I would love to voice match one day. What's great is that they're they're all very different voices. Mm-hmm. Which must be really fun. How, like, how long does it take to build that consistency? Because I think for a lot of people listening, I feel like a lot of us think, like, I could do an impression. Right. But then, like, how long can you keep that impression yeah. up? Yeah. And voice matching and impressions, I, I try to explain on TikTok sometimes where they are kind of different things. Because, again, with an impression... It's a few lines of dialogue or you're making a comedic bit as this person. And sometimes with that impression, it doesn't need to be 100 percent. As long as, you know, you have some mannerisms and some vocal qualities down, it, it works. With voice matching, it is it needs to be dead on or you will not get that job or they will hire someone in your stead. Like it needs to be just indistinguishable from that voice. So it takes a while of practicing. But also when you're there recording they have audio to play you, which helps to hear it in your in your cans and your headphones um, just to keep you on track. And even with the breaths that I was doing, they'd be like, oh, let's listen to her breathe. OK, no, you were breathing. Your voice was a little low there. Just breathe a little higher. So it's really? very specific. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess if it's their job to, to, know. to yeah. be aware of that and to do that, then I guess that makes sense. Mm hmm. Um, cause yeah, you, you were, uh, you know, you matched, uh, Lake Bell on what if, so that was very recent, mm-hmm. which means do, do you, do, what are the ways in which like, like, does that translate Do people like the voice matchers? I don't want to say like glom on to, but like, it's sort of like stunt doubles. Like remember that guy that was Arnold's stunt double and he just like kept surgically yeah. <laughs> altering himself to look more like Arnold. Like, let's say for example, like Lake Bell. Right. You 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 matched her on what if it was a success. So now is there like a better chance of you getting poison ivy to match <laughs> her on Harley Quinn? I mean, or is that, that just like be... this was a one time thing and we move on? Yeah, for the most part, it's a one time thing and you move on. But it is helpful to have a list like this on a resume because it's something where if I get an audition to match Lake Bell, I would tell my agents, hey, just let them know because it's a different production team that I've already voiced her. And if you want, I can send you a clip of the episode where I did. So I just try to stay proactive with that. But no, it's not a guarantee that if you voice match someone once, you'll do it again. Because a lot of the times, again, different production teams, they might not know because I'm not credited for it in the actual credits. Are you 
do you have to do all that editing and and clip finding and stuff yeah. or are there okay so it's not like your team no that, i mean i'm sure i'm sure i could ask for help and i'm sure there are some uh like people with a I don't know, managers that would do that. But no, my agents have, I mean, I'm one out of however many people are at that agency. I can't imagine if they were taking the time to be like, we're going to work on Shelby's clips today. But they are good about uh, reaching out. Like when I do commercial work, they'll reach out and be like, we got a copy of the commercial for you. Here you go. So that's always very nice. Um, <clears throat> Baby Shark's Big Show. Yes. So this is a, it's not different because it's something it's, you've worked, you work in this world and mm -hmm. so you get everything, but this is definitely a different audience than what you're used to. Most With of the people that hear your, hear your work are nerds, <laughs> are like adult nerds. Yes. And um, these are children nerds. No, these and, are cute kids. Yeah. So like, is there a difference in the culture of making children's television as opposed to like a big like a Star Wars or a Marvel? Not at all, no. Or are they it's... just like, this is the same damn thing, get to work? <laughs> well, thankfully, no one's like that. Uh, no, it's just everybody is, I mean, it's animation at the end of the day, regardless of if the audience is adults or targeted towards kids. Um, uh, no, it's just everybody having fun making cartoons together. And it's, I mean, just because it's a children's show doesn't mean, you know, we're all just like, oh, and today we're not going to say anything bad while we're on this Zoom because this is for kids. It's like you're still just chatting with your friends and then you jump into the voice and then you get direction and then you do it again and shoot. The it's like the one of the earlier viral videos I remember seeing was the um, Thundercats cast doing nasty doing nasty stuff Did on the internet. They? Oh, uh, I don't know about internet, this. But like saying nasty stuff, but in character. Oh, no. See, I'm so afraid of ever doing anything like that. I'm a rule follower, Jeff. I am like, I want to keep my job and I work with some children's networks and I will never use a voice for evil. <laughs> I think you're probably, uh, that's probably better off. Shelby, you know, I, I, I know you're so busy and I, I wish we had more time together. Uh, I'm going to let you go. However, if you are a patron, stick around because we have a little tiny bit of bonus content before we let Shelby go. Bonus um, content. Uh, but uh, if you want to follow Shelby, follow at Shelby underscore Young on Twitter and at Shelby H. Young on Instagram. And your TikTok officially is? The same, Shelby H. Young. It's Shelby H. Young. I, yes. I, I somehow, I don't have the TikTok app. I understand. I, and I'm very you don't have the clock app on your phone I just turned 40 <laughs> I cannot stress that enough how how 40 I am uh, my knees have been telling me for years that I'm 40 and now my age has finally yeah but up. you always I love your post about I did the thing where you run and I'm like that's great of course your knees hurt <laughs> That's one of the, it's, we, we can talk more about that later. Uh, but um, Shelby, what else do we have to promote? Anything we want people to see or check out or be on the lookout for? Um, I wish I could talk about what I had to be on the lookout for, but unfortunately I can't. So yeah. just follow me on social media and then you'll see me post about the things to look out for and then you can look out for them. That's fair. The, uh, look out for the one thing that was announced with just her name and then she can't say anything more. And yes. that's fine. Welcome Woo. to Hollywood. We can't talk about <laughs> Um, remember, you can check out uh, you can check out Tom and Jeff watch Batman on the Gamefully Unemployed uh, podcast network, as well as uh, you don't even like sports and unpopular opinion, both on the Unpops podcast network. Um, thank you all for joining me, Shelby. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, you're the best. And patrons, stick best. around. We, we got more coming your way. Our artwork is created by Justin T. Brown, who can be found at Artness by Justin Brown on Instagram, as well as artnessbyjustinbrown.com. That dope music you heard is by Troy Nababon, available at Troy Nababon on Instagram, as well as at troynababon.com. Nababon is spelled N-A-B-A-B-A-N, and boy, does that shred. Thank you all so much for listening. See you next time.